Ladies and gentlemen, 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and as usual, for the first time in two weeks, really? uh, that, that means it's time for The Other Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stacy McCain. And I'm not. Hello, folks. It's other, the other guy on the other podcast here, once I learned to talk again. Uh, John Hogue here, and live and direct from Exotic Valdosta. How you doing, Diana? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're here for a, a good time um, going over the news, I guess would be a polite way to say it. Yeah, so you can find my good friend John Hoag's blogging at hoagwash.com. Stacy blogs at theothermccain.com and other fine spots around the interwebs. You can hear him typing away. Yeah. Yes, as, we as can. As he bangs away too loudly on his keyboard. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I do. It's me. <laughs> Who did you think it was? Yeah. Well, anyways, but uh, and Diana has been known to occasionally uh, publish blockage at, at uh, her website. I D have advancement. Yes. D Plus, I have been dot com. Plus, yeah. I have been known to share my uh, insights with on uh, usually on John's blog. Mm. <laughs> This is true. Well, well you, com you, you, comment a you comment quite a, a, a more extensively at Stacy's. Um, you know, uh, Discus and I are, ha uh, or WordPress and I are having a slight disagreement about my credentials. Oh, mm. no. Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I have been, uh, we have been off the air uh, mm -hmm. or off the online, whatever, the web space or whatever. <laughs> uh, bandwidth. We've been off the bandwidth for two weeks because I went to Alaska to see my Yay. newest granddaughter, Yay. and uh, and y'all had other engagements over the Fourth of July, etc. Well, well, the Fourth of July that happened, and the uh, the day before the podcast last week, I had mm -hmm. a computer die, and so I was in the. Uh, realms of having to do a bunch of backups because a fan wore out. Oh, yeah. no. Anyways. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyways. Well, uh, uh, while I've been gone, apparently, uh, Valdosta has turned into a, 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 a crime nightmare. We appear to have an arsonist, um, and we appear to have lots of, of people doing lots of things they shouldn't. Yes, well, there was a uh, charge of aggravated assault mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Monday. Uh, um, yep. A man, um, uh, an 18-year-old woman said she had been arguing with a 22-year-old Valdosta man who assaulted her, pulled a gun, mm -hmm. and fired it several times inside their apartment. Mm -hmm. She grabbed her 3-year-old daughter and fled. Um 
the suspect fled when he saw detectives coming, mm-hmm. uh, but was tracked by a police canine unit. Yay, and canine. <laughs> yes, and he has been charged with aggravated assault. And I'm looking at this and felony aggravated assault mm-hmm. with a deadly weapon. Felony possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, cruel child endangerment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of different things, and nowhere in the article <laughs> do they name the suspect. And I'm just—I I have no idea what that's going on there. Um, Me- it Go gets ahead. better. It's get bet. It gets better. Uh, they've arrested three or four uh, guys who are have been doing armed robberies. One is 17 and one is 19. They're both residents of uh, Valdosta. One has the name John Quavius, and the other has the name Taekwon. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that these, had these to kids. do they sound with like the, Trump voters to me. That had to no, do with the interstate. They were doing crimes in Florida as well as in Valdosta. Yeah, yeah, it was like a carjacking spree. Uh, On July 5th, um, Mm -hmm. uh, a man was robbed at gunpoint, Mm -hmm. and they took his car uh, the next Uh day in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, These uh, idiots. There there were two carjackings where the offenders shot at the victim. The getaway car was identified as the one stolen in Valdosta. Mm -hmm. And... uh, um, So there were uh, two Valdosta men, aged 19 and 17, plus a 29-year-old Tampa man. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, but then they went to Ocala. Christopher Riley, and and tried it again. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, but you know, there's been a. That's not the only crime spree that went on uh, the entire time you were out, Stacey. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) And I would like to just. One was in the White House. I, well, I was going to summarize the entire story with uh, a post I had this week at Hogarsh uh, titled, Hunter Should Pay Attention to John Belushi. No Coke, Pepsi. That's yeah. It. Anyways, well, I, uh, I, had a, I had a bit about this uh, on uh, July 5th. I said, anonymous official... We may never know who had cocaine at the White House. Which is why we can be sure we know. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sure we know. Gosh, I I, I wonder, the world's most famous cocaine addict, uh, who would that be? Uh, Someone someone who left a laptop while he was coked out. Uh, Gosh, I I just have no idea who that could be. Well, he's certainly the most famous living. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few who've gone on to meet their makers, but... uh, Yeah, but um, the thing is, what's interesting uh, to me is when I use that line on some younger people about uh, Belushi and No Coke Pepsi, it's like right past them. Yes, it, it flies right past their little heads. I mean, but you would think that they would have seen it enough on reruns no. and YouTubes and occasionally memes, but no, you know. because the samurai chef has been uh, has been quietly memory hold because it might be racist. They're not sure. Really? But they yeah, think but, it but might yeah, be. 
Well, this is, but that isn't samurai. That isn't samurai chef. I know that, it isn't, but practically everything to do with Belushi has been memory hold. <laughs> oh well, they're never going to get rid of the Blues Brothers. No, because no, after, don't count on that. Well, no, because <laughs> they went after the they went after the Illinois Nazis. So <laughs> I, who knows? Anyway, nothing but, I hate like an Illinois Nazi. Okay, but here's the here's the other one. Going over the heads of younger people, I had a don't know much about history mm. post to this week. Um, and there was some guy named Steve Pierce mm. uh, had a, a, a post of a picture of, you know, one of those kids rides in an amusement park where you ride in the, the seats of an airplane. And they're, they're, they're red Fokker trimotors. I know. Uh, and uh, can someone... At Lagoon, please explain to me why they think it's a good idea for children to be flying replicas of Nazi aircraft oh. in an amusement park in the year 2023. I truly would love to know uh, uh, because, yikes. And, of course, they have the German <coughs> Maltese cross on them, not the... Um, the, the that's the Iron Cross. That's yes. that's the Malt. It's not even the Maltese think, Cross. But it's but not it's quite the person posting this is named Steve uh, Steve Pierce, and he got mm -hmm. ratioed like a like <laughs> just incredible. Well, my, my 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 whole comment was uh, neither Snoopy nor Monfred von Richthofen uh, were available for comment. I mean, and we are thankful. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean the, the 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 point is is that yeah, even Snoopy and the Red Baron have fallen off the cultural stream. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, you yeah. know, I do want to comment. Old. I do have a story about that that might. It's going to sound really weird, but here we go. This is almost fifteen years ago now that this happened, which tells you how long ago it was. But. Um, we're sta I'm standing out on the pavement in those days I still smoked and I'm sharing, I'm smoking and I'm talking with some girls and I, we were talking for no good reason. We got talking about space and I was talking about having watched, uh, the moon, uh, the first spacewalk and the moon landing and all of that. And this one girl, and we we're talking about various astronauts and this one girl pipes up. What about major Tom? We all freeze. We all look at her. We all say, and some, I don't remember if it was me or somebody else who said very, very gently, Major Tom. <laughs> and the girl actually, now granted, she was only about 20, but she literally, truly did not believe us when we tried to tell her that Major Tom was a character created by David Bowie. <laughs> we tried. Anyway, by the time she was sure we were, we thought at first she was punking us. Then we realized she thought we were punking her. And finally, I said, "Look, look, go home and talk to your mother. Call well, your mom the, and ask what, her." Well, you know, but it's it, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, we're, I'm talking about the, the, this sort of stuff from the, from the mm -hmm. point of view of being 65. Uh -huh. About the time I was 34 or 35. I was, I was, this is when I was VP of engineering at JBL and I went to tower records. Remember tower records. I remember and, tower records and, and, uh, to pick some music to, uh, for a, a big product introduction demo that we were doing on site with selected dealers. And I'm in tower records. I'm flipping through, uh, uh, jazz albums, uh, mm -hmm. looking for some really interesting stuff. Uh, you know, knowing that uh, the interests of the people that I'm going to be trying to sell to, 
And in the other aisle across from us in the rock section are a couple of girls that look like they might be in the eighth grade. Okay. And one of, the, one of them pulls out an album and says, look, Betty, Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings. Oh, oh, ow. Oh, oh, you poor man. Oh, that must have been such a shock. Well, but the thing is, she was probably in diapers when the band broke up. Probably. <laughs> So anyway, but, you know, speaking of all this stuff about the distant, dim past, the next cue is for Stacy, nice and it's Charles who? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, uh, uh, I, I was uh, just checking the um, uh, a Twitter feed of a certain writer at the Huffington Post who uh, mm. <laughs> um, uh, Harvard educated. Now, can you imagine being... Having a degree from Harvard, and the best you can do for a job is writing for the Huffington Post. I mean, I mean, man, you know, uh, talk about overqualified. Well, well, I didn't even apply. Yeah, well, I don't I know. Can can the person actually write a grammatical English sentence? Well, I don't know, but anyways, uh, 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 I I found myself uh, getting an email uh, query uh, this week, which I uh, <laughs> did not answer uh, because I have nothing to say. But anyway, so so I uh, the headline on a post this week: uh, Are you a white nationalist? <laughs> uh, uh, which I illustrated with a a uh, uh, a uh, poster from the 1930s for the Bund Deutscher model. Uh, Deutscher. Okay. Deutscher. Okay. You you model. pronounce it. Bund Deutscher model because okay. model is maiden. Yes. Right. Right. Anyways, but the League of she of looks German... very frightened actually. <laughs> Yeah, League of German Women or something Mattresses. like that. Yes, okay, well, anyways, but uh, uh, flying back from um, Alaska, uh, we spent Sunday night and Monday uh, in, with a nine-hour layover in Oof. Minneapolis Airport. So when I wanted to go outside and smoke, uh, I had to come in through the, you know, I had to go out and then I would come back in through the, um, uh, TSA security screening, which, you know, at midnight was not bad, but at 10 in the morning, it was crazy. So, so anyways, um, so my last time coming back in, uh, through this, uh, trip through the TSA security line, I noticed this teenage girl in front of me, uh, taking off her, uh, shoes and she had her, this is, Minneapolis, right? It's Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So, of course, mm -hmm. you know, they've got a large Scandinavian population. For some reason, uh, uh, the Norwegians uh, decided that uh, Minnesota was... But it, and she had her blonde hair braided in such a way that I could not help but think of the Bund Deutscher model... Uh, you know, it's like it's like she was a, you know, a sort of a, 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 a you know, a, a, a Nordic uh, stereotype. But anyways, and I, I just happened to notice that. And, but as I was uh, thinking about it, I'm saying, why is this? You know, because this is something one of my beefs about air travel is that because <laughs> of the shoe Richard bomber. Reed. 
Richard Reed, the reason everybody has to, and young people may not even remember this, but the reason everybody has to take their shoes off when you go to the airport and feed them through the x-ray machine is because of Richard Reed, the shoe bomber, who was trying to detonate plastic explosives hidden in his shoes aboard mm -hmm. a flight uh, from Paris to Miami in December 2001. You think safety fuse for laces if would be a tip off? <laughs> you would. Well, anyways, anyway, so so we have all this TSA and everything like that. Most people don't even think about it. You know, no. but I'm sitting here watching it and I'm going, oh yeah, uh, the blonde girl with the braids, she's a terrorist, right? <laughs> the old redneck, right? You know, grandpa been visiting his kids. I yeah. Yeah, we, we have to walk through the metal detector, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just if you've ever been through security on L all, yeah, uh, you know that this is just absolute nonsense theater. Oh, yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's kabuki, it's theater, it's it's security kabuki. We Rod and I mock it, uh, on the rare occasions we fly <laughs> unmercifully. Mm. Yeah, well, anyways, it, but if you notice how absurd this is, you're racist, right? Of okay. course. Racist with five A's. Yep. Anyways, so meanwhile, uh, Senator, I'm, I'm watching, I come back and I'm watching CNN, of course. Um, so I don't get to that. To. We'll get to that in a minute. And, and uh, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And Senator Tommy Tuberville is being targeted with a white nationalist smear. Yeah. Right. And I, I stacked up about six headlines here about this whole thing that the, the idea of the senator from Alabama, who used to be the Auburn football coach, by the way, and beat. I think he beat Alabama six or seven years in a row, man. We were having a bad time when Tuberville was coached. Anyway, but the idea is that this guy is some kind of secret white nationalist or something. He's and, of not. course, it's just politics, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and I said that whoever is advising Senator Tuberville, uh, Tuberville, um, doesn't understand the rules of the game because the first thing to do, okay, is question the authority of the accuser, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you, right, to be, you know, to, to who authorized you to conduct this inquisition as Upon to who my is and is not a racist, right? And, mm -hmm. and this uh, uh, goes back to 2009 when, uh, um, Charles Johnson of Little <sighs> Footballs decided that he was going to uh, attack me as a quote unquote white supremacist. I was a mm -hmm. neo Confederate white supremacist. Sure, uh, you and, were. And for two weeks, uh, I uh, waged a blog war against uh, <laughs> Charles Johnson. And when it was over with, I just walked away. And he, mm -hmm. uh, because he had been uh, completely. Uh, uh, embarrassed and, and and so, but it's been so long ago that now. By that I, time, Charles was immune to embarrassment. Yeah. Well, he, you know, it, I, I was mean, gone. It was, <laughs> it was. I mean, it's just sad what happened to it. But the but the point is, is really. that, you know, when I whenever I mention little green footballs now, everybody's like 
Charles who? Because mm-hmm. they, they've ceased to matter at all. Yep. And, um, and so, um, but, but they play this game uh, to where uh, there is supposedly a secretive white nationalist, right? Okay, you know, they, they, there's this secret. And every Republican must denounce this, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, you know, but it's just, you know, it's, it's a snipe hunt, Mm-hmm. Uh, really is what it you know, and it, it's just about trying to elect Democrats. Well, That's- either that. The uh-huh. other question is: uh, uh, suppose someone is a white nationalist, Long gone. and uh, can you explain why that might be a problem for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know what I don't know whether it would be a problem for me or not because it's not something that really I really concern myself about. But you know, why why does someone even think it's a problem? Well, well, I mean, I mean, the thing was is that there was this um, thing right after Tuberville, mm-hmm. I think right after he became a senator, there was this thing about where the Department of Defense was investigating whether white nationalists had infiltrated uh, our our military service, and 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 Tuberville was a uh, you know, skeptical about this uh, uh, thing, you know, mm-hmm. and so that—that's how he ended up. Well, I mean, you know, okay, and and suppose, and so I mean, I'm old enough to remember when people were concerned about black nationalists and and black nationalists uh, getting training in the, the military, gang members, yeah. and the well, thing about and, the and, panic well, and, about gang members during the Iraq War. Or the other thing is, you know, I can remember when people were. Uh, uh, we're still upset when American Indians were in the army getting trained. Well, you know, the, <laughs> you know, thing, the thing about this is, is that, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it fosters a sense of paranoia uh, that cuts mm-hmm. both ways. And oh, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, and, and the thing is, is that, that they want to, um, uh, they want to pretend that, uh, <laughs> speaking of, White nationalists. If ever someone accuses me of being a nationalist, I said, wait a minute. I thought I was a neo-Confederate. Okay. <laughs> because the Confederates were not nationalists uh, in that sense. Uh, uh, you know, is it is that, uh, you know, I'm a federalist, uh, not a nationalist. And uh, that's an important distinction. Well, yeah, for some people uh, who, who actually know the meaning of the word. But the whole point of that's this exercise, uh, the whole point... Uh, uh, by the way, pet the kitty. We can. Uh... I'm sorry. Is he? Ha- I'm sorry. I didn't realize you could hear him. <laughs> pet, pet the kitty. Okay, He's and he 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 says hello to his public. We are yeah. sorry, yeah. Sander. Any, but anyway, the whole point of this exercise is, among other things, is to make things stressful so that there's a problem to be solved, so that people can come in and solve them. And I had a post actually. We're not. This, uh, today about uh, the most stressful cities in the country. Um, <laughs> Wallet Hub uh, pu- publishes this thing every year where they go through uh, like 180 some odd uh, standard uh, metropolitan areas in the U.S. and score them through a bunch of metrics and figure out the ones uh, where it is the most stressful to live. And number one this year is Cleveland. Followed by Detroit, followed by Baltimore, followed by Birmingham, followed by Philadelphia, followed by Shreveport, followed by Memphis, followed by Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, not Arkansas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, St. Louis, and Augusta, Georgia. And uh, 
one of those, Augusta, has an independent for mayor, mm-hmm. and uh, Shreveport has a Republican mayor, and the rest are all run by Democrats. Now, mm. correlation does not prove causation, No, but if mm. you look at the data, it doesn't really appear that this the sort of spread you'd have if it were truly random. So mm. there's probably something in there that we could learn. Uh, don't live uh, in a city with a democrat mayor <laughs> could be uh, I, there's a reason why but there is a reason why i stay out of baltimore it is stressful there mm. uh, on the other hand speaking of another city who didn't make it quite uh, at that high up the list there's san francisco and i had a I had i'm a in post, mourning i had a post one less beer to cry into anchor brewing is giving up Matter of fact, they've already, they have already ceased production. They're packaging what little uh, uh, mm-hmm. sellable stock they've got and shipping it out, and that's it. So after 127 years, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to stop making their steam beer, which is a, a process where mm-hmm. you uh, 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 firm, the ferment the lager at a warmer temperature than normal. And mm-hmm. they were doing it in the 1890s because they couldn't afford yep. refrigeration. They were actually using vats on the roof to do it when yep. the cloud of vapor, because they got the name steam beer. But Anchor was one of the original, or maybe even was the original craft brewery. And yeah. in San Francisco is no longer the kind of place with enough people to support a good craft brewery who could afford it anyway but yeah i i'm in mourning because i love anchor steam beer and i adore their liberty ale and it's gone it's gone i don't i i don't drink beer but that was when we lived on the west coast one of the beers i would drink yeah well i hardly drink beer anymore but i miss it i miss anchor steam i'm sad i'm very sad yeah. Um, well, the um, but you, go ahead, Stacey. The, the um, I'm I'm trying to think where I was uh, and what I was eating uh, when when uh, the subject of beer came up, and I and I was so happy that they had. Um, oh, I know what it was. I went to see. Oh, oh, oh! I forgot. Now I went to see Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible movie yesterday. Yeah. Oh, did you? And we went to see it at the uh, warehouse theater, uh, where they had, you know, they, they have beer. You can you can drink a beer and while so you're I, watching the movie. Yeah, see, right, that's right. And so I got a 24 ounce Sam Adams draft, and uh, and so I did not. 24 ounces of beer, and you had to sit through a two hour and 23 minute movie. Only one can of Fosters. <laughs> I wouldn't right. have made it through the movie with that much liquid in me. <laughs> now, anyways, but it was, uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, I had a Sam Adams Boston lager and. Uh, but, 24 ounces is smaller than a lot of the bladder buster cups. Well, I mean, sell. it's just two beers. I mean, you know, that's it. That's, that's it. You know, it's, I mean, two 12 ounce beers. It's a, but it's you a don't tough. buy beer. You only rent it. <laughs> right. As they say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of being able to rent a beer. Stacy mm-hmm. uh, does this for a living, and so he's going to tell you folks about the yellow button. Oh, my goodness. Yes, folks. Uh, uh, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column, 
the yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, euros, yen, shekels, any currency you got except Russian rubles. Um, you mm. can donate to PayPal and, uh, and uh, help support the blog. Uh, help support this podcast and, of course, uh, help keep my wife happy because she likes it when I make money from this endeavor. And keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, over at my good friend John Hogue's blog, Hoguash.com. Right there in the sidebar on the right, lurking right at the top of the sidebar on the right, is a tip jar. Click on it and you will be taken away to my PayPal account where you can help support the, either the Hogwash blog or this podcast, or you can just be nice and send me money. That's a nice thing to do, too. But really, uh, we prefer it when you are supporting us because we're doing something valuable for it. Uh, the other way you, you can support Hogwash or shopping at the Hogwash mm -hmm. store, there's a link at the sidebar, or you can shop using the Amazon shopping links that you'll find at Hogwash and the other McCain and other fine blog spots around the uh, universe. Uh, this is something that Amazon does to help support bloggers. When you use the links from our blogs, we get a little uh, commission cut of the action there, which is something that Amazon does to help support the blogosphere. Regardless of how you choose to support us, please remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. And Stacy, since we're going to have uh, the subject of this next thing, I'm just going to go ahead and play it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the name of the uh, the headline on the uh, post, uh, uh, which I guess was uh, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? The eleventh. The eleventh. Whatever that was. Okay. Well, anyways, it was, was uh, CNN's EDA feast. Um, uh, which is a, a phrase meaning uh, obsession, right? It's a, it, it's a, it's a, I mean, it actually, it means stuck idea. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. But, uh, but the, it's thought. used in, uh, uh, used in psychology to, to yeah. it, 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 it refer to... It's a to bad it. thing. Yeah, uh, an obsession. The, Basically, it, it's a brain lockup. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so anyways, and, and I was uh, sitting there working, and... Um, and every hour on the hour, CNN was promoting this story about Tommy Tuberville um, uh, and, and uh, what a white nationalist. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Right, right. And so I, I, I've, I've addressed this earlier. And, um, uh, and it, it, it's, it's just gone on and on. But the reason this is happening, the whole reason this is happening is because after the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade, right, the Biden administration decided that the Pentagon 
should help pregnant women in the military get abortions, okay? Mm. So in other words, we're having government-funded <clears throat> travel so that, so that if a woman just happens to be stationed somewhere uh, where uh, abortion uh, ha has been restricted by the state legislature, uh, the Department of Defense will pay her travel and give her leave of absence, paid leave of absence, to go get an abortion. And uh, Tuberville, because he obviously anyone with any sense would oppose this policy, um, uh, Tuberville, since February, has put a hold on military promotions. Well, let me point out that this only applies to commissioned officers. Enlisted and warrant officers are not officers in the same sense uh, that the Constitution requires Senate approval. Right. But right. commissioned officers, like I, when I made my, got my promotion from first lieutenant to second lieutenant, I mean, from second lieutenant to first lieutenant, Congress had to vote on it. Right, mm -hmm. right. And, and, and it's usually done by a roll call <laughs> vote. Well, it's usually yeah. done by it's usually done by uh, uh, not by a, a voice vote. It's a, or or uh, uh, unanimous appro approval. Right, yeah. right. I mean, unanimous just, consent, yeah. and, and it's it's usually a routine thing. And uh, uh, Tuberville's wanting the, the Pentagon to drop this. Well, this is the yes. only power, right? The only power uh, that uh, you know we have to affect. Pentagon policy with it, it right. it's just how it goes, and so, and so they came up with this white nationalist smear, uh, which yeah. is all it is, and uh, you know it, it's it's, um, but you know CNN was just hour after hour after hour, and I just had to you know, and uh, did I mention that CNN's ratings are lower lower than Paw Patrol? <laughs> yeah, well, why yeah. would you? Bothered to listen and to they that. can't figure out why. Well, yeah. On the other hand, there's all sorts of trouble the military's got with recruiting and trying to get people yeah. to either come in or to stay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> I, I, uh, 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 folks, uh, some of you folks know that the reason I went to Alaska is that my son is an army sergeant stationed in Alaska with the 11th uh, Airborne Division, which they have uh, recently stood up. Uh, <clears throat> it's an Arctic Airborne Division. Okay. Oh, now ask yourself, gosh, what power might we, enemy, might we possibly go to war with where we would need an Arctic warfare uh, capacity, or, so, where, or or where basing in uh, Alaska would be close to the theater operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they? If we got an Arctic Airborne Division in Alaska, hmm. Okay, hmm. so so this is uh, kind of important work. Okay, and my son's job is to salute and complete the mission. Okay, mm -hmm. right. Okay, you don't. It, it, you know, that's what you do. Okay. You do not affect policy. So no, the other thing that people in his particular job slot do, and, and I was very thankful to have Sergeant Gibson to help me with this is they develop baby officers into real potential warriors. Mm -hmm. And never forget Sergeant, go put up that flagpole. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, if your son is a West Point graduate, mm -hmm. okay, on his way, hopefully, to being a colonel, a general, or something, um, <laughs> if your son is going to wear ranger tabs, 
okay, mm -hmm. and has gone through ranger school in the past three or four years, okay, when he was at Dahlonega, my son was training him, okay, yes. uh, was an instructor at uh, ranger school in the mountain phase, uh, and so, so you'll, yes, future generals trained by my son. Well, not only mm -hmm. that, but even as, you know, as a sergeant first class, as a platoon sergeant, holding the hand of that platoon leader in his first year of duty. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and propping him up. Without well, ever it, letting it be, look like he's doing so. Uh, if you have seen We Are Soldier, We Were Soldiers Once and Young, uh, if, you're, if you're familiar with uh, We Were Soldiers Once, the movie, uh, I, I was actually reading the, the book. I was reading the book while I was at uh, my son's house. But meanwhile, mm -hmm. um, uh, when uh, Colonel Hal Moore uh, takes over the battalion, Lieutenant Colonel, I guess he was at that mm -hmm. point, yep. takes over the battalion, the guy, his right-hand man, is Sergeant Major Plumley. Okay. <laughs> And, 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 you know, it was Plumley who ran the damn thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, Sergeant Gibson ran stuff for me. Yeah. And, let me and let me give you an example of, for my own career. John Sneed was a sergeant. Actually, <laughs> he was a staff, staff sergeant when he was uh, one of the assistant instructors in my ROTC unit. And he, uh, as he got his orders to go back for his second tour of Vietnam, they promoted him to sergeant first class as, uh, he w w w w got a Medal of Honor in uh, Desert Storm uh, as a sergeant major of a battalion uh, when he led the unit with uh, after the officers were gone. <laughs> well, anyways, um, uh, but uh, the headline uh, linked at uh, InstaFund uh, that uh, sort of got me uh, thinking about this, Biden ordering the selected reserve and certain members of the yeah. individual ready reserve of the armed forces to active duty um, for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve. Well, what is Operation Atlantic Resolve? Well, uh, as uh, Glenn explains, that's the catch-all name for the response to Russians' invasion of Ukraine. So they have ordered up about 330 uh, specialists, mainly. It's it's mainly uh, technicians and specialists who are necessary uh, for for the time being. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, but uh, when you're ordering up the ready reserve, and there, uh, people have written about this, but but. Uh, uh, this is, it's getting serious, folks. Okay. Well, here's, here's my take on it. Uh, having been a reservist of that kind, uh, a, a lot of those slots are, are specialist slots that what they do, what they do uh, is they aren't assigned to a reserve unit per se. They're actually assigned to an active duty unit and they mm -hmm. go for their training to shadow some other key person. So that if that person has to deploy, you can put that person in a, in, in a state slide, side slot. I had a slot like that at Fort Bragg where, uh, it, you know, when uh, uh, somebody would go to, to support an overseas operation, I would be called uh, to, as a reservist to fill that out. There are other key, but the other thing that, that bothers me because of the, 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 the number, it also looks like 
they're failing so bad on recruiting and retention right now that they're mm -hmm. having to call up reservists uh, because Just they can't be hire and they can't keep. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it has gotten very bad. And anyways, um, uh, Daniel Greenfield at uh, uh, Frontline Mag, um, uh, also known as Sultan Nish, had a had a post about Army Secretary Christine Warmoth. Yeah. Uh, has a lot of thoughts on the military, uh, and it, 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 and it most of them are idiotic. Yeah, well, well, you can say that. You know, I don't want to get my son in trouble. Actually, uh, oh, I would, yeah. I would not refer to it as idiotic, but it is stupid. Agreed. Yeah. Anyways, uh, she is uh, talking about an overhaul of the recruiting system and what's gone wrong with recruiting. Just huh. basically, well, why would you want to join that? Yeah, well, yeah. since August of of uh, twenty twenty one, there has been a problem. I, I I'll <sighs> refer you to what happened in August of twenty twenty one as why we might have a problem uh, with recruitment. But depending too much on military families could create a quote unquote warrior caste. Warmoth said her plans seek to draw in people who have no real connection to the oh, military great. and to broaden the appeal of the service. And uh, Daniel Greenfield has some other things to say about what's going on uh, with this uh, basically quota system that apparently they want to get in there. And I am not allowed to comment on it. Um, uh, well, let me, com let but, me c comment on it. The fact that, yeah, there are military families. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose uh, I could point to mine, uh, my father served in the Second World War. My grandfather tried to serve in the First World War, but they were told that because of his key civilian position, what they would do is uh, assign him to it as a private so he would take a pay cut. So he stayed where he was. Uh, but the, the last ancestor I have before that served in the Revolution just because everybody was the wrong age when the war started. All right. Wake up, Stacy. Anyways, um, yeah, well, uh, you know, I can... Uh, uh, trace my uh, family's military service to a 15-year-old private in the South Carolina militia uh, <laughs> where the, they defeated uh, uh, Bannister Tarleton mm -hmm. at, the, um, uh, at the Battle of Calpins, and I've written mm -hmm. about that before. So, so but yeah, so uh, whenever there's a war going on, somebody's going to, you know, my people are going to be in it, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just who we are. We're Scots. Mm -hmm. What do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just yeah, the way it goes. Scots. Well, anyways, what do you the expect? Army, the army has missed it missed its recruiting goal last year by twenty five percent. Yeah, the worst recruiting year for the army since the draft ended in nineteen seventy three, and uh, here, I, I, I. Uh, I quote, Move. the Department of Defense said 77% mm -hmm. of American youth are disqualified from military service due to a lack of physical fitness, low test mm -hmm. scores, criminal records, including drug use or other problems. Mm -hmm. And so, so while we've got this going on, and meanwhile, China, of course, is threatening Taiwan, never mind Ukraine, okay? We're going to set yeah. that aside. But China is threatening Taiwan, 
and and they want to you know and they want to get woke you know is that what they're they're trying to do you know i, mean, I have no the, idea what they think they're doing none well <laughs> yeah, i don't I'm, think I'm not, they have any i'm not wor- i'm not worried about the army with respect to taiwan but i am scared to death about the navy the marine corps and the air force with respect to oh yeah um, well yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i mean uh, anyway, but you know, okay, so we got this other idiot woman uh, who's uh, running part of the Defense Department. It's not what like she she's the only doing? foolish person in uh, D.C. Or, uh, or, or I had a thing on Supreme Court ethics. Ah! Uh, and, they, you know, of course, they're going after all the um, uh, people with, who've been appointed by Republicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the chief justice uh, down to uh, Barrett. But, uh, you know, everybody's uh, laid off the, uh, the, uh, the three women Democrats uh, mm. uh, until this week. And the AP, the AP, no, really, the AP of all uh, news outlets posted a story and it's headlined Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor staff uh, prodded colleges and libraries to buy her books. Okay, let's be honest. You know why this is why this is. First of all, there are two motives. Complete legitimization of the Supreme Court in general. In other words, oh my God, they're people. And secondly, also, Sotomayor has come out in defense of Clarence Thomas more than oh. once. Yeah. Well, yes. So she's and makes the point that he's a fine person and yes. uh, uh, above reproach. But yes. Uh, I, I, so that's why they went after her first. But it will be oh, interesting. Yeah. But it, it, but even the, you know, it, it just shocked me that uh, that they would apply the same ethical scrutiny. I can, there are other reasons to go after anybody, but to have made it ethics. Well, look at this. What they're going after is that the Supreme Court justices are not superhuman, above it all, uh, just uh, solons. They are, in fact, actual people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's the problem. Don't you understand? That's the problem. They're not perfect. We need, this, this is not legitimate. We can't trust just people. Yeah. Well, well, okay, well but, but so we're going to expand the court and put more of the same on it. Oh God, yes. Uh, because more people, more better. Or you know, that way we can put more people who've got their minds right. I don't know. Um, I don't know what their justification will be. I just know they're going to have one. Mm, well, what do you think, Stacy? <laughs> well, you know, in the past, um, uh, Supreme Court decisions have outraged uh, various segments of the population. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you can go down uh, through the list of uh, the big liberal cases of the uh, uh, from the 1940s onwards. Uh, once, uh, uh, once they had got the uh, justices uh, that mm-hmm. uh, they wanted, and. Um, and so all these controversial decisions, uh, and and well, you know, it's the law of the land, whatever the Supreme Court ruling was, it's the law of the land. But suddenly, uh, some of those rulings from the past are overturned as being unconstitutional. <laughs> Hello, Roe v. Wade. 
Hello, Cora Moss. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, and so so uh, some of those uh, Supreme Court uh, uh, precedents are being overturned now. Suddenly, oh, it's no longer the law of land. No, no, no. We're going to go protest at the homes of Supreme mm. Court justices. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just like, and, and, and so, so liberals have no standards. Well, actually, they have two standards, one for them and one for everyone else. Mm -hmm. uh, well, so, at least that means they have standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, they've got twice but, as many as well. Well, yeah, but on the other hand, you wind up with the, the typical New York liberal who maybe his double standards wind up as double ident identities. <laughs> Oh, uh, folks, uh, Friday afternoon, the news broke that there had finally been an arrest in this uh, de decade-old case, uh, going back mm -hmm. to uh, 2009-2010, of a serial killer who had been killing women uh, on Long Island, New York. And uh, when, when they first came out with the guy's name, right, mm -hmm. I Googled it and I go, well, that can't be this guy. That can't, this guy can't be a serial killer. I thought he's an architect. looking at his LinkedIn page and I'm going, this is a respectable, but no, it was this guy. It turns out that the suspect who is uh, accused now of killing three women and is uh, mm -hmm. believed to be a suspect in other cases as well. But he, he's accused of killing mm -hmm. at least three women, uh, mm -hmm. what they call, sex workers, <laughs> right, uh, but uh, he killed three whores, okay, I'm going to just say it, but anyways, which is bad. Well, they're okay? low-hanging fruit, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's, it is, there's been a long history of this, uh, the Green River Killer, among others, mm -hmm. but anyways, uh, so uh, when, <laughs> when I found out that the suspect was an architect, the first thing that came to mind was George Costanza and Seinfeld pretending to be an architect named Art Vandelay, right? And I, this is just my sick sense of humor at work. And my, uh, my, my daughter Reagan and I, when, I guess she was maybe... I don't know how old she was, but, uh, you know, we'd get snowed in, you know, and we would just binge watch uh, episodes of, uh, of, um, of uh, Seinfeld. And so, and so when I told her it's an architect, <laughs> she said, no. And I said, yep, it's art Vandalay. So, uh, but if, if you get this, uh, apparently uh, uh, some people uh, are not culturally hip. That's the old right. Seinfeld so, thing. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, it was uh, Rex Hewerman, 59 years old. And the way they f found him, by the way, had to do with phone records. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand this. Your cell phone keeps checking in to the nearest cell tower. It and if, if it's on, they know where your phone is all the time. And there's a running record of it going back years mm -hmm. and so there are times when i turn my phone off yeah. you were you well, know um as the terminalist pointed out your uh your cell phone 
is an electronic spy uh, and tagging and tracker and tracker, which occasionally makes phone calls. There's a reason why we can't take them into certain secure areas. Correct. And certainly you can't, you're supposed to leave your cell phone and your uh, 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 blow in the, before you go into the skiff. <laughs> well, anyways. Yeah, Our well. Vandalay could not be then, reached for comment. So yeah. that's my walk-off line. On the other hand, uh, the other one of the other things that the modern conveniences mm -hmm. that we've had, actually this goes back to even before I was born, was the ability to borrow money in order to buy important things. And so, for example, I have two cars and I've still got eight more payments to go on the older one. The new one it happened to be, uh, uh, I was able to make a deal and actually don't owe any money on that one. But so, I, but cool. I still, I've still got eight payments to go on uh, my uh, uh, 2021 Volkswagen. Yeah, do you have three pounds of marijuana in your, uh uh, Volkswagen. Uh, I don't bother with dope because there's enough of them down in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, anyways, well, well, uh, uh, the headline on the post this week was with friends like these about a character named Arsenio Cooper. Good uh, grief. Uh, who was, um, uh, who has been charged with shooting and trying to kill a longtime friend, right? Okay. <laughs> Which okay. makes no sense, but okay. Right, right, right. This, he's known this guy for 15 years. Uh, but anyways, but Arsenio Cooper from Chicago, okay? <laughs> and, and the thing that stood out in this story is I'm looking at Arsenio Cooper, mm. and I'm looking at he's a seven-time convicted felon. What okay, happened to three age, strikes and you're out? At age 33, he's got a record that includes seven convictions. Never mind all the drop, the, the drop charges <laughs> or plea deals or whatever. But as I'm reading the story, he's driving a Jaguar SUV. And I, Is he being I, followed by a tow truck and a second and a second Jag? I, you know, I am just saying, man, I'm just saying, like, I'm like, are you driving a Jaguar SUV? You know, no. I am not driving a Jaguar SUV. No. And, uh, and I, I just did a Google search in uh, a, a three or four year old uh, Jaguar SUV going to run you between 30 and $40,000. And I don't know how much the payments are. But I'm thinking, well, how is this jailbird who's been, you know, okay, uh, you well, just uh, do the, the five-year payments uh, on that at current rates would be about 600 bucks a month. Yeah, 600 mm -hmm. bucks a month. And I'm, I, I'm just wondering, well, anyways, um, uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Mr. Cooper, uh, is that... Um, uh, he got into an argument with his friend of 15 years, uh, 15 years around 545 in the morning. Okay. Uh, okay. He'd been up drinking all night then. Yeah. 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 So he opened fire on the victim and struck the 26 year old, 36 year old victim in the face. Hey. Cooper then ran after him, firing round after round. Um, so anyway, somehow the victim survived, 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you, he was probably not encumbering himself with the use of anything so, so frivolous as the gun sights. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, um, he is the 13th person accused of shooting, killing, or trying to shoot or kill someone in Chicago this year while awaiting trial for a felony. He was out on bail while awaiting trial for allegations. <laughs> he had... He had Three pounds, three pounds of marijuana in his car during a traffic stop. You know, there probably was a, a, a usual the, the term on the bail of uh, staying away from drugs. Too. But at the time of the traffic stop, he was out on bail for yet another felony case of being an armed habitual criminal. And so anyways, and so. Uh, I'm just trying to think about what is Arsenio Cooper's credit rating? How do you just walk into the Jaguar dealership? Well, there are lots of ways to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just. And I've never known a dealership that actually cared, provided you could put down cash on the barrel head. Let's be honest. Well, no, uh, particularly uh, if if they've got slow moving product because. Oh, yeah. uh, They're paying interest to the bank on the stuff sitting on their. they're, they're alive. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, a quick tip. The, a quick tip for car and, buying. Go on good. the at the very end of the quarter. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. And, uh, well, not only that, but they're, they're getting a finder's fee for uh, selling the paper. So true. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's all sorts of uh, bad people out there and bad movies about. Them. Oh, my God. This is another <laughs> one of my travel. One of my travel experiences. <laughs> Uh, uh, as I was flying, we, we returned, uh, we flew on American Airlines to Anchorage, but on the way back, we flew Sun Country. And uh, they have this <laughs> little thing, man. they have this little in-flight movie thing, right, where you can call it up on your cellular device uh, on this, they, it's sort of an in-house uh, Wi-Fi sort of system so that you can... Uh, so that you can watch it. And, and the, the in-flight movie uh, that um, I watched two of them. First of all, I watched Pearl Harbor. So it's a seven-hour mm-hmm. flight. So I watched this, you know, vast, uh, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor thing. And I had forgotten how bad that was, okay? Uh, that, I mean, the Pearl Harbor movie was, I mean, you know, I, I mean, there's good things about it. Okay, but yeah, it's got some problems uh, in terms of historical accuracy that that kind of got on my nerves like a, uh, um, uh, fingernails on a chalkboard. But I managed to get mm-hmm. through that. But then I started watching Need for Speed, a 2014 movie oh. uh, starring Aaron Paul, who you may remember as Walter White's young accomplice in the popular series breaking bad okay sorry no <laughs> and i'm watching this thing and, and i'm like why is this guy the hero what is this what am i watching here you know because it was it was like it was like what is going on in this movie i mean it was bad okay it was it was preposterous and 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 critics uh i'm not the only guy Who's pointed this out? The, uh, yeah, but you're just being picky because you were a theater major. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, well, that's anyways, all. That, anyways, that explains it all, my friend. 
Okay, it, it involves a guy, the bad guy in the movie. Toby is a, uh, has been uh, convicted uh, and, and sent to prison. He's a former race car driver who owns his late father's garage. And his rival is a guy named Dino, uh, Dino Brewster. Uh, and Dino uh, is an indie racer. So how is this guy from uh, what Mount Pisco? What is this? What is this little town in New York? Mount Kisco, New York. Okay, Aww. that's it's set in Mount Kisco, New York, where he owns the local garage. And and then uh, after a race, Toby's former rival Dino Brewster conscripts him into completing the build of a rare Ford Shelby Mustang worked on by the late Carol Shelby in exchange for 25% of the car's sales revenue. It's crazy. It's just preposterous. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> it gets crazier, okay? And he stupider. meets this woman from London who wants to hire him, and he ends up, and it ends up in this crazy, crazy race where they're racing for pink slips, six guys mm. in six, you know, million dollar, you know, European supercars. Yeah, Bugattis uh, and McLaren. Okay. Having a street race. Wait a minute. Let me finish this. Got it's it. all for pink slips, six guys. Put into this thing, and and whoever wins gets the pink slips for all <laughs> six cards. And and I'm watching this, and and by the way, they all but two, all all except Toby, end up wrecking their cards. So he wins the okay. race and gets nothing. And gets you know? nothing, which makes no sense. Why would you well, do this? As you said, oh. though, as you said, though, Stacy, uh, it was a crazy movie, and mm -hmm. clearly it was dangerous, which makes sense. Because crazy people are dangerous. Yeah. Oh, the 44th time in recent years I have used this headline. <laughs> crazy people are dangerous. Pretty, and uh, the story is out of, yeah, the Chesterfield, it, I, it's really sad in a lot of ways, okay? Mm. And I, I, I hate to use this as a, a but in Chesterfield, uh, Virginia, which is a suburb of Richmond, um. Uh, the police chief is calling for changes to our mental health system, uh, saying that it failed. Charles Byers, who was shot and killed by police on Saturday, July 8th. Uh, Byers' death occurred just days after he was taken into a mental health hospital. Yeah. Okay. A temporary detention order, TDO, was mm -hmm. issued for the 34-year-old man, uh, but his, his family had, had put him in there. Well, while he was uh, in the uh, psych ward, as we used to call it, that's what we call it, mm -hmm. the psych ward, um, what happened was is that he attacked uh, a, a healthcare worker inside mm -hmm. there and was charged with battery. So they take him into custody, take him in for a hearing, and then the magistrate releases him. Oh. Okay, okay. This guy is so crazy, right? Okay, that his family, his own family had sent, sent him to this mental hospital 
where he attacked the staff and there's a hold. There's what, what, you know, uh, what do you call it? Baker Act, uh, they call it down in Florida. But, but he's we basically. We call it 5150. <laughs> 5150. Okay, thank you. Well, anyways, but yes, but he's on a psych hold um, mm. and uh, has attacked, uh, assaulted uh, a, a worker in the psychiatric unit and they turn him loose. Oops. And uh, next thing you know. Well, I should point out that when, uh, <coughs> when uh, Bill Smallfeld tried to have me put away on a psych uh, uh, examination, <laughs> uh, the judge let me loose. <laughs> uh, within a few hours of his release, uh, I tell you, boy, I tell you what, the idea that uh, Bill Smallfeld is a judge of anyone's sanity. I mean, about... <laughs> Following his release, Byers went to a Chesterfield neighborhood Saturday. Officers say he had a hatchet and tried to get into homes. He'd apparently <laughs> stolen the hatchet out of someone's garage. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the police, when they show up, they, they got a 911 call. Uh, they, they show up, and buyers charged at them with the hatchet mm -hmm. and uh, was uh, shot to death. And now, yes. uh, and all I have to do is say, whatever happened to straight jackets and padded cells and Thorazine. Well, they use a lot of Haldol now. Haldol is yeah. a, a lot less dangerous than Thorazine. Well, apparently the, the patients, someone in the comments pointed out, patients now have the right to uh, refuse medication. And, uh, but yeah, a hatchet-wielding lunatic just basically committed suicide. And uh, so this is what happens. Um, uh, the thing about police gunfire uh, as a treatment for mental health uh, is that it has the advantage of being permanent. Well, I hear the boogie-woogie in the uh, background uh, that tells me that we are approaching the end of the podcast. Uh, and so we will be back next Saturday indeed, at 7 p.m. the usual time. If you want to hear us live, you can always download it. Uh, we're there online uh, for you. Thank you for joining us, Diana. Oh, anytime. And we'll see you both next week. Good night. All right. Night. Talk to you then. Good night, Steve. All right. See you later. Mr. Briggs.